This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story with my executive producer next to me, Gabby. Hi. Hi, and she was very interested in a case that has been in the papers for a long, long time, and it popped up. And this is the... Uh, Gilgo Beach murders, the Craigslist serial killer. It has to do with Nassau and Suffolk counties. Yep. And this happened over uh, over a period of time, over several years. I mean, there was bodies that were found uh, from years back, and then there was four of them that were pretty much consistent of the same person committing those. And it had to do with these sex workers, these Craigslist sex workers that showed up in Long Island and, uh, you know, the Gilgo Four were the ones that were pretty similar to them. Yes. And then six more bodies were recovered around that same area. I don't know if you know the area. I So I actually live on Long Island. I'm a Nassau County resident. Yeah. Um, I actually go to this beach mm-hmm. all the time. And um, when this case first came out, I was 10 years old, and I remember watching it on the news, and I was like, what's going on? And that's when the Gilgo Four came out in 2010. Yeah. You know, and you know, and, and again, you know, you're talking about with these bodies, the four bodies that were consistent with the sex workers and all that, where they put that that connection together. Yes. But then when they were looking for these bodies, they're popping up more bodies, yep. which caused me to think and possibly believe that there's more than one, that this was a good place to dump bodies. It reminds me of something, you know, Gabe, when I was a detective in Brooklyn, we used to have they used to call it the uh, the uh, uh, the pit in uh, East New York, and uh, they used to dump bodies in the seven five in East New York. Wow! They would kill them other places and dump them and in, dump the in, in, in my area there. So you'd just find a body would pop up oh with God. a bullet in their head, and some of them pieces of bodies and all that. But here's the big the big difference now. 2022, are we in? What's this year? Yep, 22. Okay, 2022. <laughs> so right now, people understand, when I was a detective <laughs> back way before you were born, <laughs> we didn't have the benefits of this this DNA. And we talked about DNA yep. many times, touch DNA with the, uh, with the, the John uh, Bonet case. John Bonet case. Yep. And right now, even with these bodies that were found so many years later, there's a certain amount of DA, uh, uh, DNA. And I think that, you know, when they thought they had the guy, and I think they charged him with murder, which was that fellow's name? Um, they, they locked the guy up and they named him as, they named him as... Uh, Joel at, Ra- Rifkin? Yeah. Yes. And, he was uh, a suspected serial killer. Of right. This case. And uh, John Brittoff. Yes. How about him? Mm-hmm. And, and and he was he was also they matched his DNA 
uh, on the bodies in 2013. Yes. So his name, uh, Timothy Bitroff, That's his uh, submitted. His brother submitted, and his DNA was there. Was that DNA there? Cause he killed him, or did he did he kiss her, or whatever? Was, Maybe he was did he hire her? Right? Did he did he yeah. hire for sexual activity? Yep. And then she went to another one. Mm-hmm. His DNA would be on there. So, it, this is a pretty pretty complex investigation that always comes to life. And then the whole thing with the uh, the Suffolk County. Uh, chief of detectives yes. with the DA. I knew both of them. I, I know both of them. And then the DA, and then there was some talk about cover-up and all that. The reality is I, I really don't believe there was any involvement with that chief of detective. He, he was a hornball. They yeah. found they found uh, you know, extra marital devices in his car, yeah. and then they beat the hell out of this kid. And that that was, I think that was the extent. I don't think he was a murderer. Uh, but this is a, such an interesting case, Abby, and will it ever be solved? I don't know. There's because, so many yeah. different aspects to this case, too. There's Because, you know, I look at this case, and there's time la- not there's some time lapse in these murders and there's also so much space in between them mm-hmm. they range i like i see here at the papers that i'm looking at right now ranging from 1996 to 2010 mm-hmm. and then it even goes all the way as far back to um yeah well to 1996 yeah i mean and, and i mean in reality when when you find a body in those bushes there I mean, it could be anything. It could be a, a disgruntled husband killing his wife, exactly. or, or or a disgruntled wife killing her husband. I mean, it could be anything, and 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 it's just it's just so unbelievable. But in 2017, as we were talking about, the prosecutor uh, Robert Bacavilla, whatever his name is, yes. uh, for the county district attorney's office, announced that John Bitroff, he was a carpenter from Manaville, which mm-hmm. is right over there, Long Island was a suspect in at least one of the uh, murders. Uh, He had been convicted in May of that year for the murders of two sex workers in 93 and 94. Yes. So now, so so in other words, he now goes back that far because of his DNA was found on it. Did he have anything to do with these other murders? We don't know. I, I personally believe that... These are various people that were murdered by different people, I think. I tend to agree because I feel like that's very, that's very, uh, they're they're too spread apart. And also there are different aspects of like either strangulation, drowning, like there's various different um, things here. Yeah, the only, the only consistency we had was with those four, well, like I said. uh, All four of them were strangled, yes. You know, with this one here. For, for example, uh, this Jessica Taylor, mm-hmm. she was 20 years old, living in Manhattan. She went missing on uh, July 21st, 2003. And then on July 26th, her naked uh, body in 2003, and this membered torso missing its head, its hands, was discovered <sighs> 45 miles east of Gilgo Beach in Manaville. Yep. Did that have anything to do with that murderer that was dumping the sex work? I don't know. I mean, this... This is something that's very complex. Is there going to be one arrest that's going to be made, Gabby, that says, oh, we got the Gilgo Beach murder? No, I don't think that's going to happen because the evidence would have to be so, you know, all of a sudden I know cases when detectives grab a guy and they got him for two, three murders. He's facing life imprisonment and all that. And the next thing is 
they charge him with, oh, yeah, I killed that one, I killed that, by his ver- verbal statement of, I did it. And some people, like, want to get famous off of that, too. And they close the cases you know I mean? out. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, in my in my personal opinion, I think me living in this area and have been to the beaches and actually understanding how secluded it is, because I have friends that live actually on the beach over there, I think that... Some of whoever these killers are, because I don't think that this is just one person, I think that they are aware of how secluded the area is and they think that they can get away with these things. And right. that's and why I'm, they're just I mean, dumping I bodies. Think, I think uh, even like what's happening in Lake Mead, it's exactly. going down there, finding bodies popping up. Yep. Was that a serial killer? Well, what? Here, a little bit of the timeline, you know, we could go in there. So, in 1996, April 20th, 1996. Fire Island Jane Doe. That was the name they gave. Jane yep. Doe number seven. Partial remains found on Fire Island. Yep. 97, uh, June 26, 1997. Peaches. Jane Doe number three's partial remains found at Hempstead State Lake Park. That's, that's pretty far away. Now, yes. 2000, spring, summer. Valerie Mack, last seen by family members. November 19, 2000. Valerie Mack's Partial remains were found in Manaville. That was 2000. Now 2003, July, Jessica Taylor. Last seen July 26, 2003. Jessica Taylor's partial remains were found in Manaville again. Here we go. 2007, Maureen uh, Barnes, last seen. That was the last time she was seen, July 9th. July 2007, a friend of Miss Barnes, Sarah Keynes, receives a phone call from a man claiming he just seen Mrs. Barnes and she was alive and sane at a Hua house in Queens. Here we go again with wow. sexual involvement. All right, that was 07. 2009, July 10th, Melissa Bartholomew, last scene. July, August 2009, Amanda Bartholomew, sister of Melissa Bartholomew, receives a series of vulgar, mocking, insulting calls from a man using Melissa Bartholomew's cell phone. Wow. So that was actually the guy probably that killed her. The caller eventually tells Amanda that her sister is dead. So now we're getting a little consistency with Ooh, some of these goosebumps. cases. Okay, here we go. A couple more here. Now, 2010. May go. 2nd, Shannon Gilbert, I remember her face, yeah, yep. makes a panic phone call. She went to somebody's house. Now, she's a sex worker again. Uh, 9-11 at 4.51 a.m. in the morning after fleeing from a client's house on Oak Beach. Here we go, back to the area. She bangs on the door, several neighbors' houses, and she's looking for help. Help, help, help. June 6th, Megan Waterman, last seen. September 2nd, Amberlynn. Costello, last scene. December 11, 2010, 10, Melissa Bartholomew, remains are found. December 13, 2010, Megan Waterman, Amberlynn Costello, and Maureen Barnes, remains are found. Those four definitely are, are very consistent of being together. Those are the Gilgo four. Right. March 2011, Jessica Taylor's further partial remains were found at Gilco Beach. Oh, so parts boy. are here, parts are there, That's, parts are everywhere. Yes. Hold on. April 4th, Valerie Max's 
further partial remains are found. Now we're utilizing what we have, this new technology of DNA, which helps so much. So when I was a detective, we didn't have this stuff. This is good stuff because it definitely identifies It pinpoints it, yes. Yeah, April 4th, baby doe, the 16, 24-month-old daughter of peaches, is found. Oh, that's sad. April 4th, John Doe, Asian male found. You know, these are, these are people dead found. Do they have anything to do yeah. with it? We don't know. Okay, April 11, Peaches, Jane Doe number three. Further partial remains are found near where you go to the beach, Jones Beach, uh, right there at State Park. Wow. April 11, Fire Island, Jane Doe number seven. Further partial remains found at Tobey Beach. I know where that is. That's my beach. Yeah, well, you better be careful. You I might know. have a lake floating <laughs> by you. All right. December 13, 2011, Shannon Gilbert's remains were found in a marsh where? Oak Beach. Yep. 2016, Peaches and Jane Doe number three positively identified with the DNA as being the same person. So in other words, Jane Doe number three was Peaches. Wow. With the DA comparison. 2017, that's when his dickhead John Bitroff, a carpenter from Manaville, was convicted of the murders of two other sex workers. This is before this happened. Is named as a suspect in the Gilgo Beach murders. Bitroff has been convicted of murdering Rita Tandendry and Colleen McNee, whose bodies were found. Listen to this one. In 1993, 1994, he killed them. I mean, we know he's a killer, but you can't pin everything on his dickhead. I mean, that's what happens. And then they close these cases out, and then the real Murray will get away with it. So here, 2020, May 28th, confirmation announced of forensic identification, formally identified remains of Valerie Mack. So now we're we've like, kind of clarify what's going on. This is a pretty complex investigation. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. There's a lot of moving parts in this, and that's why I don't think that all of these... I feel like, unfortunately, these killers who are out there, they are aware that the beaches on Long Island are not heavily secured. They're aware that there's a lot of land there. They're aware that there's not many people walking around, not many people watching what's going on, especially at night over there. It's really dark, very secluded, and they know that they can unfortunately dump bodies there. Gabby, listen to Uncle Detective Bo. I do not believe they were killed there. I believe they were killed and dumped there. And dumped there, yes. So it's not about the safety of the beach. It's a good place yeah, to get exactly. rid of a friggin' body. Nobody's there. It's a, I took a ride to Bernie's house along there. I got off there and I drove all the way to Long Beach to Bernard McGurk's house. Mm-hmm. I was delivering him some macaroni and sauce I made with some <laughs> sausages. Nice. And I drove along there and they just go miles for miles. And yeah. that was on an afternoon. His miles are secluding. You know, this is something I want to read into our story because this is probably, this is from May 6, 2022. Suffolk County Police have publicly shared 
previous unreleased information about four women they believe were murdered by the Long Island serial killer in hopes, in hopes that this would bring some sort of tips from the people. Now you got my friend, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison, who I know for many years, said in a statement Friday, our hope is that the public will review this information and come forward with any additional tips on the victims. We need help from the public. That's what we do. While at least 10 bodies were recovered from the desolate stretch of Gilgo Beach along uh, Long, Long Island's southern coast beginning December 10th, the new information pertains only to the four women dubbed the Gilgo Four. Yes. Here we go. Those four are encapsulated mm-hmm. as four of them, right? Yes. The similarities with between them murders suggest they were killed by the same person. Now they're keeping some of these things that they know under their under their vest because you don't give up your case to anybody, yeah. you know. And then in the release provided by the Suffolk County investigators, check this out. They detail the events leading up to the disappearance of Maureen Barnes, Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello. All from four of them, like we just said, were Sex workers, uh, sex workers who advertise their services online. Craigslist. Craigslist. The time of the list. None of the previous release information was particularly groundbreaking or case-breaking with investigators. It simply specifies the last name of each victim was seen alive and what their online aliases were and whether they had tattoos on them, which could be identified, but also the DNA is perfectly, uh, is the most prominent way. Also, Harrison, who, uh, Rodney Holland, Harrison, my friend, was the NYPD chief of the department. He became the police commissioner of Suffolk County at the start of this year, has tried to be more transparent with the case since he took office. Previous commissioners reported blocked investigation, I don't know why, into the serial killings became uh, uh, ensnared in the situation. And they were even whispered as potential suspects. I think that's a, bo- a load of baloney uh, as one true podcast speculator. Well, this is a true podcast here. Yes. This ain't speculatory, okay? Mm-hmm. I think that's a load of bull crap, and that's it. April 22nd, investigators released surveillance footage of Waterman in the lobby of the Holiday Inn Express in Hopog. I know where that place is. I pass it all the time. Minutes before she left to go see one of her clients. In the recent years, there have been significant developments in the investigation, although none have brought police closer to catching the killer. So that means all this other crap is just subterfuge. Is that a word, subterfuge? Did you go to college? Yes, I did. I didn't. I don't know what the word means. Subterfuge? <laughs> okay, subterfuge. That's a $2 word. Is that right, subterfuge? Yes. Yeah. We'll say. Come on, guys. College guys, come on. <laughs> All right. So four months later, the remains of Jane Doe recovered at Gilgo's site where it identifies Valerie Mack, 24-year-old woman who went missing in 2000. Suffolk police also launched a then-new website, gilgonews.com any of our listeners have any information that's gilgonews one word dot com any information you got we need to help you know what sometimes this is funny being a detective sometimes people see something and their mind hides it somewhere in the back of their brain and then they can have a dream why well, remember this so listen anybody who has any pertinent information about this or even in here I'll say it right out. If you 
what part of being involved with any of these gals having sex with them, paying for it. Hey, right now, I'll guarantee you, I'll get the DA's office of Suffolk County to waive anything you did wrong. We're trying to find a murderer. If you voluntarily and paid for sex and you had sex with one of these gals, that's not a big deal. And I'll guarantee you I'll get immunity for you. I got immunity on guys that committed murders, so certainly we can get immunity. So if you know anything, I will guarantee you Bo Deedle will walk with you into the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office and get full immunity for any information that you have leading to a possible suspect of these four people. Because we have to keep this in perspective. We only got these four that were similar. similar. Yes. We can't be mixing in into the into the mess all these other ones. These Let's other ones. focus on the Gilgo Four. Like you said, that beach is like a dumping ground. Mm-hmm. And that's so. what. And I don't think. I don't think. Honestly, I don't definitely think they were murdered there. They I were probably so murdered either. in the house of whoever was committing the murders, thrown in the trunk, then, chopped up, dismembered, whatever. Troll little here, troll little there. Remember my case with the DeMeo, Roy DeMeo. Yes. This was the murder machine. They used to kill people. I think they killed 150 people. We're doing a movie about it, and that that's that. We'll do a podcast on that. It, Roy DeMeo's crew. He had these six guys that used to kill for the mob and all that. Wow. And they would kill them. They would dismember. They would drain the blood out of them and then chop them up. A little uh, little arm here, a little leg there, here a leg, there an arm, all over the city. But you got to remember, this was in the late 60s, 70s. We didn't have the DNA that we have now. So we found yeah. an arm. You know, who, who, who's, whose arm is that? I don't know whose arm. Did you know whose arm? <laughs> right. So that was what we had to deal with. You know, and then we yeah. looked for tattoo. The best thing we find is a skull. Because then we could get the dental records with the filling on the right or the left. But now we got DNA. And DNA is really cool. And again, remember what we talked about with John Bonet. What was the DNA I talked to you about? Touch DNA. Touch DNA. When I touch your shoulder, if you allowed me to touch your shirt, your shoulder, my DNA's on you. And you could go to the police and say, Bo Deedle touched me. Here, test my and my DNA would be on you. Wow, is that funny? Yep, the developments in these cases are—it's honestly uncanny because I just—I wish there was more evidence as to who did this. If there was like more specifics, but there's not, and unfortunately, this is all we have. Well, and again, to our listeners out there, I know we got a lot. I think our podcast is number one. Because we do good stuff here. Yes, of My point is, anybody out there in the listening audience, if you feel uncomfortable about dealing with the Suffolk County, you can always reach me at investigations.com. Bo Deedle, and my, my email is bo, B-O, at investigations.com. You could send me any tips. Because you know what I'll do? I'll cover your back. I'll cover your back on it. I'll make sure that you get any immunity necessary. You might have had a relationship with one of these gals. And you want to know something? Hey, God knows, when I was a young man in my 18 years old, you know, uh, we, we did things. And that's all I got to say. We did things. And as a young man, you're exploring your sexuality. So it ain't the end of the world. Hey, Navy men, military men, they go on leave. You know Navy men. They go on leave in, in uh, Southeast Asia. I'm sure they weren't going to an ice cream shop and having a malted. Wasn't your father in the Navy? Yeah, he was actually. Right. And when he stopped at those port of calls, 
I'm sure my little guy was out there, oh, and I'm he sure was exploring he was. The, the native uh, inhabitations there. Exactly. That's how I met my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody. I think next, uh, we're gonna, we got some exciting things coming up. So here's the things I want to go. I want to go over the Roy DeMeo case, the murder in, in, in Brooklyn. Mass murders, hundreds of murders. That's a great case. That one, I'm doing a movie about that. That's awesome. But then next, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have Mike Cervoa, who was the detective lieutenant who headed up the Zodiac murders. And wow. then we have Mike Cervoa again. He was the president of my company, Bodil Associates, detective lieutenant. We're going to talk about Lauren Spira, the beautiful young girl from the University of Indiana who disappeared who we've been involved in, Mike's been involved personally from the beginning, who we're trying to find out where's Lauren. And uh, we'll get, we'll have an update on this case and bring out the real facts of this case. This it's is getting true. exciting, you know, Gav? Absolutely. Where do you really get real detectives to talk about real cases? You tell me. Right here. You don't have to turn on one of these baloney uh, nope. news things. These are real things. And any questions you ever have, you write them down and ask Detective Bo. And I'll give you the answer. Again, everybody, thank you very much. And please keep tuned into our one hour podcast where we bring you up to date each week of the going ons plus our boat deedle true crime stories. I welcome you and I welcome everybody to listen to. Them. And again, you have any ideas about any big cases you want me to look at? Detective Bo is on the case. Thank you. Thank you, Gap. Thank you.